0: Let me begin by making a summary of the readings, what we just heard. The first reading speaks about wisdom and says that wisdom will always be there for those who are looking for it. That's the most important thing. And in the context of the reading, for the people of the time, wisdom was the best thing to have. Remember, King Solomon, and all of this. So wisdom was the greatest gift that you could get. Then the second reading is from St. Paul, the Thessalonians, and St. Paul talks about those who are asleep, those who are sleeping. Just so there is no confusion, those who are sleeping are dead, okay? Okay. That's the, the, the real meaning of that reading. When it speaks about those who are sleeping, is those who passed away. But then in the Gospel, we hear about the virgins who are sleeping. They're sleeping for real, okay? So it's both are sleeping, sleeping, but those are different, very different contexts, just in case. But then in the Gospel of Matthew, what we just heard, Matthew is an evangelist that likes to put two opposite things together and he will always speak about the kingdom of God as being two things opposite, but together. So in Matthew, we hear about the wheat and the weeds, and they're supposed to grow together. In Matthew, we listen about the fishing, fishing, the bad, and the good. They are brought together and then we hear about the poor and the rich, and they eat at the same table. You see, it's always opposite things, but they're always together. Good and evil, they come together. So today he talks about foolish virgins and wise virgins, and they are together again. They they come together. Because in that case, what I would think is that what Matthew wants to say here with Jesus in the parable is that perhaps sometimes we have something like a foolish virgin and a wise virgin within ourselves almost at the same time. It's not that, oh no, I'm I'm the wise one or I'm the foolish one. No, we have both. And it depends on the moment of our lives it depends on the context of our lives, especially our Christian faith, that one of those two will be more visible than the other. What am I talking about? Then the foolish virgins. Let me give you another context. When when Jesus talked about this parable, most likely he was talking about the people of Israel. One part of the people of Israel recognized Jesus as the Messiah. The other part of the people of Israel didn't recognize him as the Messiah. Some some came in, some stayed out. When Matthew wrote the Gospel was probably 50 years after Jesus had died and was risen from the dead. At that moment, around AD after Christ, at that moment of history, there were many people who were disappointed because Jesus had not come back the second coming. That is the same problem that we see in the second reading with the Thessalonians that is talking about those who are dead. Are they gonna be risen when Jesus comes or not? So people are asking those questions. When Jesus comes, who is gonna rise first? Who's gonna go to heaven first? Those who already died or those who are alive? People had those questions and then St. Paul is gonna say, In the end, we all are going to be with God. But it also happens with St. Paul that people were expecting Jesus to come back very soon, in a matter of months, in a matter of a few years, and he didn't come back that soon. So many people, since they were expecting Jesus and this was going to happen too soon, they didn't work. That's why St. Paul, in another letter, is going to say, those who don't work will not eat. That's why he mentions that. And then in the gospel we find the same issue. People were expecting for Jesus and Jesus is not coming that soon. So what do they do? What did they do? They went back to their previous life. They were very excited about Jesus, about this Christian life. Jesus didn't come, so they just went back to oppress the poor, to chastise the slaves that they had at their homes, to do all kinds of things that they had already changed in their lives. That's why we find that reading that parable in Matthew. The foolish ones for today as Christians, the foolish ones are those who go back to their former way of life. Those who are very excited about Jesus, but then they get disappointed, they get discouraged, and they go back to the former way of life. There is some kind of hopelessness. That's why St. Paul talks about hope, that the important thing, when you ask the questions about who's gonna be risen from the dead or why Jesus is not coming, St. Paul says, we have the resurrection, Jesus is risen, and that is our hope. That's what he's talking about. And then those are the foolish ones. And the wise ones are the ones who are ready, who are persevering, who are keeping themselves close to God. And I would say that the oil that the Gospel talks about, the oil that we need to keep our Christian life alive, the oil that we need is the theological virtues. Do you remember those things from CCD, from catechesis? The theological virtues. How many are they? Three, that's right. There are three theological virtues that we believe by faith, that they're in the Bible, and those theological virtues are faith, hope, and charity. If we stay, if we remain, connected and living our Christian life on those three theological virtues, we're gonna be ready for the Messiah. Because faith is that belief in God, it cannot go away, that faith, it has to be there. Hope, hope is looking forward, looking forward in our mortal life but as Christians, looking forward to eternal life. Sometimes, when we forget about that eternal life, sometimes we don't have that spiritual life in our hearts. That's when hopelessness comes to our lives, and then we are depressed, and then we are sad, and then there are many people who don't find meaning in their lives. And that happens to those who are adults but it happens to many people who are young, many of your children and your grandchildren. When I hear confessions, there are many kids that don't really know what is all this about, what is life about. There is Nothing is inspiring them. And I believe that is one of the reasons is we are forgetting that eternal life, that spiritual side, of the human being. That kind of transcendence. Because when we only think about what we have here, our problems, our death, our weakness, our limits, our limitations, then everything is gonna end soon and there is no inspiration. Why should I do anything? But if I am a Christian, and I believe that there is resurrection, that there is eternal life, that there is this beautiful community that is the church, all these Christian people who are in this lifetime journey walking towards Christ, that should inspire me and help me have a better life. Faith, hope, and charity. And charity is the love that we have for each other is the love that we receive from God, that we experience, that he's giving us that love by giving us life and helping us wake up every day and go to work and see our friends and see the people and understand the world and being in the Eucharist and being able to pray. When I understand that God loves me, then I go and love others through works of charity by being kind, by being respectful, by doing something good for the other person, even when that person doesn't expect me to do it. If we live in that kind of attitude, faith, hope, and charity, that I believe in God, that I know that something better is coming, that I have that hope, that that I'm a, a, a charitable person, that I want to bring the love of God to other people, I believe that we can keep that lamp that is our Christian life, inspiring us, bringing us to Christ, and that oil is not going away. The problem is that that spiritual strength that we get can go away very easily. We come to church and we might get energized and we want to get closer to God and we just go away and we forget. Every day that passes before Sunday, we forget and we forget. Because the idea is that we don't come here every Sunday. If you only come on Sunday, do something every day. Say a prayer. Read the readings of the day. They are are on the Internet. They are very easy to find, try to do something for your own spiritual life every day, and then go and put it into practice, and love others, and live the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity.